Hey, sweet friends, my name is Chef Schomburg. I started my baking business with a bottle of DiSerrano and one Bundt cake pan. Fast forward to today from news to magazines, speaking on national stages and more, I can truly say that baking has changed my life. So now as a bakery business coach, I get to help others have the same success. I've helped hundreds of my students across the world in my global membership program create six-figure businesses, mainly from home. The Baking for Business podcast is an extension of that, from actionable tips to valuable tools and resources that can impact you as a business owner. I truly believe, y'all, we would never have been given a gift if we couldn't profit and prosper from it. So come on, darling. What are you waiting for? Hey, Bacon friends. So welcome to another week of the Bacon for Business podcast. So if you've ever wondered how to build a successful side hustle, then this episode is for you. I know a lot of times people always want to leave their job and just fully go all in with their home baking business. But what happens when you actually really love your job? Because there are some people out there who love their job or you're just really interested in multiple streams of income and you just want to build something from the ground up while you still operate on your job. Well, today's guest has done just that. Her name is Demi, Demetria of Demi's Cake Boutique. She is the owner and operator of an amazing cottage bakery located in Texas. And not only is she passionate about her career, she has an amazing cottage-based business. I'm talking about from going viral from her posts to baking for one of the largest corporate clients in the world. Her home bakery actually provides desserts for Amazon, y'all. You are going to love today's episode. And she's just a burst of joy, but she's also a mom. So there's an element of balance in there and so many lessons for us, for us to learn today. Excuse me. And I can't wait to dive in and learn them. Demi, welcome to the Baking for Business podcast. How are you doing today, darling? I'm fine. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. You are more than welcome. Sweetheart, thank you for uh for showing up. You know, you've been around for a while. You're one of what I like to call the elders, one of my um oldest, oldest students. You're one of the four wise, wise women. There's about four of y'all who are <laughs> just successful and you stay around and you're always supportive. But today I really wanted you to share some of your success with others because I think you have an amazing story. So Demi, tell me, how, how did you get started? How did you get into baking? I actually started baking as a hobby. Um, I am a Pinterest queen and I love DIYs. I love cooking. I love making wreaths, home decor. Um, I'm that neighbor that changes her reef, her door reef like every month. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, that's me. So I actually started out um, cooking. I love, um, you know, recreating different recipes and um, those types of things. And then it actually led over into um, baking cakes. Awesome. I love that. And so so you baking cakes, you're doing a thing. You have this amazing hobby, but you also love your your job. Um, you get to really help people in your career. So tell me a little bit about what is your job? What do you do and what's your profession that you really love so much? Gotcha. I um, actually um, currently am a outpatient service supervisor for one of the nation's uh, number one cancer centers. I, I I really enjoy what I do. I love my patients. Um, I love the interaction that we have. Um, 
the center that I'm a part of, um, my patients, they come pretty frequently. So we've grown to, you know, know each other. It's been turned from patient to, you know, kind of like family members. So, I mean, I, I just love it. I'm in the field for customer service and I, I just love what I do. That is, that's so awesome. I know I've shared in the past too, but I know that you know also that I used to do, we used to kind of do similar uh, work, but I did uh, billing and coding. So in the hospital as well, working in the hospital can always be fun because like you said, you get to meet all these different people and you really get to uh, touch their lives in a meaningful way at a time and when they're vulnerable or when they're going through something. So that is very important work. I can see why you love your career so much. So how do you balance? What do you feel? Are there any uh, systems or processes or how do you feel balancing just your career and working your baking business? Um, it, I must be honest, it can be challenging at times because if I didn't have a planner, <laughs> I would be lost. Like I have to write down everything. I have to structure out my week. Like it's pretty much Sundays is my day to plan out how my week is going to go. So if I have, uh, say I have an order on the weekend, then Friday, well, say if I have an order on the weekend, so I'll start baking like earlier in the week. I will bake, freeze my uh, my cakes, and then I'll prepare them on Thursday night. Friday, I'm putting like the final touches, and Saturday morning, all of my orders are going out. So I do not, and I also put into place recently that I do not accept any orders on Sunday. That is, that's family day, so... I love I love that because sometimes we we tend to not put balance into place. We tend to not set boundaries, especially when we're building something. We'll always think that we have to just continue to work, you know, as the orders come in. But I like that you say you actually take a day off. And it sounds like so you use batch baking. Is that a big process for you to keep you on schedule with everything? Yes, I do uh, batch bake because um, I don't want to be in a position to where, say, if someone needs like um, like a last minute cake or something, I want to be able to, you know, if I'm able to fit it into my schedule, I want to be able to, you know, get, you know, fulfill that their order. I like that. I like that. And that makes sense. And as far as so I know that's a, a good process to use because too often people will try to do it all on one day. And I'm like, are you crazy? You can't do everything on one day and you don't need to do it the day before. So the fact that you do, like you said, you map out your plan on Sunday or when you're off, you map out your plan for the week, you bake bit by bit and you deliver all on one day and you reserve that family time because you have a, a four-year-old now, right? Dollar, she's five. So five-year-old, yay, awesome. So I, I remember when she was, a seed <laughs> yeah when she was a seed so yeah and now you have a five-year-old yeah so you're a mom you're a career woman and you're also a baker and batch baking that's an amazing process that you shared aside from processes what are some of the systems like what do you use for payment uh how do people order with you so what i use for payment i use square 
Um, another important thing in my business is actually having a website. Um, it's good, especially with me working my nine, my corporate job, my nine to five job. Like my website pretty much answers a lot of the questions that my customers are, are needing to know. So it kind of, it, it kind of prevents me having to talk to each and every single person. Like I try to put as much detailed information on my website for them so they can figure out whether they want to proceed and, you know, go ahead and place an order. So I use my website is Wix. Um, that is my um, service. And my website is demiskkeboutique.com. I love that. I love that. So I'm a firm believer in websites. And it's mainly because of why you said, I tell people all the time, you know, your website can be your first employee if you do it correctly. So, you know, that cuts down on a lot of the the DM messages, the people in your inbox. Hey, what are your flavors? What are your this? You can just send them directly to links, which will help you to cut down on communication time, which is amazing because that helps you to operate more efficiently. So you said you use Square for payments, you use Wix, and I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure you have, because you mentioned answering a lot of your customers' questions. Do you do that with the FAQ page? Yes, correct. I have an FAQ page on my website. Oh, I love that. So many bakers do not have one. So if any baker is listening right now, I know I'm always in cake groups and people are complaining. They asked me this question or they asked me that question. That's so silly. And I'm thinking, no, it's not silly if they ask this because they don't know. So why not take the time to take some of the most common questions and put it on your page? And not only does that help you with your clients, but on the back end, it helps you with search engine optimization because you rank, you're one of the top ranking bakers in your city, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Yes. So, all right. So now we're using websites with a purpose. So it seems you got some awesome systems in the place. We got batch baking, we have website, payment processor. I love that. So now you're you're on your job, you're doing the damn thing. And most people would say, jump, you know, like if the business is going well, just jump. But why did you not jump? Do you like multiple streams of income? Have you always had it that way? Yes, I have always had multiple streams of income. Like I, I feel like you just, the way the world is, you just never know. You shouldn't, I just don't feel like you should have all your eggs in, in one basket. So since, let's see, going back years years ago i actually was in school i was working for a lawyer at the time and then my side hustle at the time i actually worked at a nightclub as the door girl all right now hold hold up just to clarify when you say <laughs> nightclub right was you stripping or you like you, you had no pimp or nothing right it was just a, no. regular, a regular club for people to come and relax right it's a regular club for okay. people to come and relax. I was the girl, like when you come, when you go to a club and you, you know, you pay your admission, I was the girl that would, that would greet you at the door and take your admission into the club. That's, that was what my job was for many, many years. And I did that for a while. Like I would go work my job and then I would get off, go take a nap, wake up, go to the nightclub get off at like three o'clock in the morning and then just do it all over again. I mean, I did that for about, oh, I want to say about nine, 10 years. And then 
I just got tired. Like my body was just tired. Like as you get older, you know, you, you, I ain't no spring chicken. <laughs> so I just couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. So I was like, you know what? The money is great. The money is amazing. I mean, it helped me um, purchase my home. I mean, and I, I was just like, it, it's just time to just let it go. So um, in between the nightclub and in between um, starting off Demi's, uh, creating Demi's Cake Boutique, I that's when Scholar came. That's when Scholar was born. Um, and I like then, that. <laughs> I like yes. that. So okay, so, so your daughter came. So which I'm I'm sure changed a lot. And like you said, you're not a spring chicken, Demi. How old are you, if you don't mind sharing? Let's just say I'm seasoned. You say, okay, all right, no rush. So you're you're seasoned. You are you are very beautiful. I'm 37. I know you're only a little bit older than me. <laughs> so now you you have a kid. So you uh-huh. ready to leave the door job thing, and you decide to fully just focus on the baking business as another source of quality, legitimate income. So you right. started your baking business around what year? Do you remember? Um, I want to say it was about 2017. Scholar was born December uh, 2016. So I began like full legitimate business. I want to say it was January. No, it was January, January of 2017. That's awesome. So you got your license, you're legitimate you know you have skills because you've been doing this as a hobby. And now five months in, you're building a damn business. And then you wake up overnight and something pretty awesome happens. Do you want to yeah. share with us what happened just five months into you starting your baking business back then? So five months into me, into Demi's Cake Boutique, I am babysitting my niece and nephew, nieces and nephew. And I'm creating like this sweet treat for them or whatever. I'm like, you know what? I wonder if I mix this brownie with this cookie. How would it come out? You know, I'm all about creating things like the best of both both worlds. Like that's me. And I was like, I'm going to mix them together and, and just see how this goes. And so bake them. I'm like, oh, wait, this this is actually pretty good, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I got to take a picture of this. You know, I got to take a picture of this. I need to post it on social media. You know, I'm not thinking anything about it. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to post it on social media. Um, Go to sleep. Wake up. My phone is dead. And I'm like, how, why is my phone dead? You know? I plug my phone in and all these notifications just start coming in. I'm like, what in the world is just ding, 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 ding. And the post that I posted on Facebook, it went crazy. It, it went, went crazy. It didn't like, go crazy. It went viral. <laughs> it went viral. I was just like, oh my God, what is going on? Like, and it was so crazy. Like, Facebook, they like changed up my whole page. Like, I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And I started getting phone calls, the news contact, my local news company, they contacted me, 
Facebook contacted me like they was trying to confirm that it was a real person, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> um, yeah, that I, I I will never forget that. That was May May seventh of two thousand and seventeen. That yeah. is amazing. So twenty seventeen, you you buckle down, you get serious, you decide to start in January, and then in May, five months into it, you go viral, and now <laughs> you mixed. A brownie and a cookie, which is generally what we call a brookie, which which is pretty normal, except you did two different things. Number one is you made the brownie red velvet. Uh-huh. And then number two, as opposed to a bar, you actually made yours in the form of a circle. So I know this is a podcast and people can't see, but just imagine, which I love because I'm always uh, a firm advocate of I hate buying new pans. I actually right. make my brownies in cupcake pans because I'm like, I don't want to buy another pan. And plus, it allows me to use my cupcake packaging for brownies. So that was what you did. So your brookies are circle. But right. then it's not just the average chocolate brownie. You had red velvet on the bottom with yes. a cookie <laughs> on top. Oh, uh-huh. my gosh. Oh, you guys, you have to you have to check it out. Be sure to visit Demi's cakeboutique.com to look at it. And so now your phone keeps pinging over and over and over and over. And one of the crazy things I had actually before we recorded, if you didn't mind sharing was, although going viral is a blessing, it was a little, a little aggravating because it's crazy because one of the main problems that you have to deal with is too often in this industry, we see things go viral and then we want to replicate them. And so now not only did you have customers, people who wanted to buy all over the world, but now you also got bakers who were commenting on your posts. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, It went so far as to other bakers, like, how you go viral for a brownie? Like, I make these overly extravagant, funding-covered sculpture cakes, and you went viral for a cookie? Like... I mean, I was getting messages, comments. Um, can you give me the recipe? How do you do this? Can you show me how you did that? Tell me how you went viral. What did you do to go viral? Like it was, it was crazy. It, I mean, messages were coming left and right. I remember this one customer had sent me a message on my business page, but it was so many that was just that was coming in. And I want to say, I mean, I couldn't keep up with everything. I This was something new to me. And then so, I, I mean, I didn't see her message. She replied back. Oh, she was saying, uh, can you give me the recipe for this? I didn't see it maybe like a month or so later. I went, when I finally seen it, I want to say like within an hour of her sending the original message, she was just like, well, forget you then. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it was crazy. At that time, was pretty crazy. It was a blessing, but it was pretty crazy. It was, you know, a lot of bakers that I've never even spoke to, or you know, they they started talking to me, asking me, and pretty much, pretty much, I I kind of got the feeling and, and knew what they were trying to get in contact with me for. So, it, yeah. It was- so th- that sucks. So so real quick, let's just cover some housekeeping since thousands (laughs) of people listen to this podcast. One of the things I think is that too often we see things go viral, you know, from like BuzzFeed, Tasty, but then we have people in our community who go viral. You know, I know you've gone viral. Um, 
Felicity of Cleanse Cakes. She's gone viral. And we tend to not forget that that's somebody behind the screen. So just in case no one has told you guys out there, for everyone listening, number one, no one owes you shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you do go viral in the event, you see someone go viral and it's another baker, please don't ask them for their recipe, something that they spent their quality time on working and perfecting to give to you. And number two, one of the biggest things I think people forget is that it's too late. You know, what God has for you is for you. And that's one of the things I hate in this industry. Like you said, people were like, well, I make this, how come you went viral for something so uh, simple? because people resonated with it. So I think that's one of the biggest things is that we're always focusing on skill set and we're never really focusing on things that our ideal client actually wants. It was a damn good cookie. You know, cookies are are hugely popular nowadays and look very delicious. So if it's what people wanted, it resonated with people. But number three, please understand that I especially I'll see people, what they'll do is that rather than directing them to you because you ship they'll tag themselves and then tag customers and say, hey, you want these? I can do these. So now they're having a whole conversation and using yeah. your photo as clout to, to pull a customer in. That is shady as fuck. Oh, yes. It, plenty of comments of those other bakers in, in the actual comment of my post, pulling customers off saying, hey, I can make these for you as well. That's ridiculous. So... <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that, because in case that happens to anyone else, now we know what to expect and how to move. But also, I think there was a conversation that needed to be had because I don't tolerate I'm one for all. I believe as women, we should always support each other. We should definitely put community over competition. When something happens for someone, I'm a firm indicator that that's an example of God showing you what could be done. Right. So if he did it for her, if he did it for you, then we just have to believe that he'll do it for us. But the little secondhand slyness and all that, I'm I'm not a fan of that. So anywho, because you are an amazing woman and you are a woman of God, you dust it off, you keep working, you keep building your, your empire, your business and your sales and your skills just keep getting better and keep getting sharper. So what is one thing you feel that has helped you? Because now you've got sales coming in, you know, you're, you're making money. You're not just making a a couple hundred, but you're making great revenue from this. So what has helped you to actually build that portion that helps you to focus on the business portion of just operating a legitimate and amazing baking business? Let's see. Um, I actually stumbled across you on a uh, social media platform. And ever since then, (laughs) My business has my business has been blessed. I, I was I will say that. Like the uh, previous uh, the previous academy that I was a part of, that was um, it was a blessing. Because um, when I first started, I didn't know nothing about the business the business side of my actual business. Like the the money wise, like I know for a fact, like my first cake. I, I probably sold that for like $25 because it was just, I mean, I was a hobby baker. I didn't, I was just doing it because I enjoy baking cakes. And not until I, I really met you is when I, I I figured out like, I'm not even making money for what I'm doing. Like it's not even covering the cost of the material. 
like the supplies and stuff. So I, I will say once I uh I found your <laughs> I found you like what was it? Uh, I po- actually I found it was years ago on Periscope. That's how I, I initially Periscope. first. <laughs> Yes. Uh, how many years ago was that? That was like I wasn't even thought about at the time. So I so that means it was before 2016. Yeah. But yeah, um, you you have been a tremendous blessing in my business. Oh well, well, thank you. I appreciate that, and I am happy that you uh, ran across my page because you know that's what I'm all about. But more than anything, I'm happy that you actually decided that you were willing to make change. Cause I tell people all the time, I can give you a tip or trick. I can help you. But if your mindset isn't there, if you're afraid, if you're operating out of scarcity and limited beliefs, if you don't believe you're worth it, then nothing's going to change if you don't make a change. So kudos to you because over the years you have, you've raised your prices, you've gotten a website, you've invested in things that you needed to invest in. And I've been able to, I've been blessed to have a front seat to watch your growth as a woman, it's very inspiring. And I remember fast forward, you you keep growing, you keep being amazing. Then about a year or so, I get a DM because you landed a contract. You're baking for the world's, if not one of the top five, I believe, biggest corporation. How the hell did you as a home baker land an account with Amazon? Well, um, they actually found me. They did. They they found me. That that's how I end up landing the contract with Amazon. <laughs> that is amazing. And so now you're a corporate baker. You bake for companies and corporations. Yes, I do. That is many. <laughs> you should say it's many. <laughs> okay, honey. We we are not mad at you. How has that helped your business? Because as, as you know, and and open and transparent. Um, I recently had a free class. I love baking for corporations. And even right now, depending on when someone's listening to this, uh, we have the more dough with corporate clients class, which is open. So how has the, the tips and the tools and the things I share with you, has baking for corporations actually changed you? Do you find that it's easier? Are they like customers? Do they want picky things? Or do you feel it's smoother baking for corporate clients? I will say it's a smoother process. It's like I have a separate list from my regular custom um, clients that come to me for like their celebration cakes. And then I have a a corporate um, list that they, you know, they choose from. And the process, I would say it's a whole lot smoother. Like the revenue and the money that I've, uh, received from changing my business to accepting corporate clients, it has really, I, I would say, um, I've made <laughs> uh, so much money that pretty much during a pandemic, um, yeah, I can I can file for no PPP loans <laughs> or, or none of those type of things because I, I mean I made so much money just based off of, you know, the learnings and teachings that, that you've taught us or whatever. But yes, um, the corporate clients are easier. Um, I prefer working with them over like my custom, my custom clients. Okay. Well, from what I hear, 
you know, that's that's not bad because some of these folks, they they're getting caught with these PPP loans. But that's that's <laughs> I'll take that lick. So unfortunately, you were making so much money that you, you didn't even need a loan, uh-uh. which is which is a blessing, because in actuality, we're taught to be the the head and not the tail and to be the lender and not the borrower. So right. it's amazing that during a time of need, you were seeing substantial growth with with your business. And Amazon, that's just, I mean, I remember you sending me this picture and you were driving by because we don't, we don't have one here. We're just getting one here in Louisiana. And this place was big. Like you must have been riding for like three months. I'm like, you have to bake for all them damn people. How the it, hell? It's huge. Like um August May one year that I've been with the Amazon. They um opened the one the location closest to me. I want to say the beginning of August. So this is um, the end of August. So I've been with them uh, for a year. From that one Amazon, I ended up getting a contract with a second Amazon. And then it just, it, it went from there. It, it, uh, it went from there. It boomed. Oh, my God. that that's That's crazy. And now not only that, but not going into not going too much into my content because I know in in the course, more dough with corporate clients, I share with people about partnerships. And you're actually on one of the um, companies that I partner with, one of my my favorites. So do you feel that that's worth it Um, when you make a successful partnership that you're getting in orders from them? Do you feel that the investment was worth it? Oh, yes. Most definitely. I feel the investment was worth it. I want to say I've been on that um, platform since about October of last year. And I, I get con- every month I'm, I'm booked for some form of uh, a corporate order. Um, I want to say and I get many replete repeat uh customers off of that platform as well. Some of them went so far as to booking me from my own personal website instead of going through that platform for like their personal events or things outside of like their corporate functions. So yes, I will say it, it has been a very good investment in my business. That's awesome. And I always say, whenever you gamble on yourself, you can't lose. And you have so many lessons just in, in growing your business and putting yourself out there and really focusing on what you want. And like you said, since then you've been promoted, you're a supervisor now. So not only is the baking business growing, but you're still growing in your corporate job and you still love your job so much. If anyone else was new, like if they were just new and just thinking about starting a baking business or they want to have something on the side because they love their job as well. What advice would you have to give to someone who's new or who's just getting started in the industry? If I feel like if it's something that you want to do, I mean, just go for it. You know, I've never, I wasn't a type that the type of baker that wanted to, like my main goal was to get like a storefront or like a, you know, a brick and mortar type business. I didn't want to be, you know, stationed into one place. So that, that just wasn't me. I wanted to be able to, to move around. Oh, we forget my trailer. 
Oh my God. Yes. Because yes, in, in all this, you're right. We totally forgot. You've gone viral. You've got the corporate orders. And okay. yeah, like you said, the storefront was not you, but you've gotten a trailer, a dessert trailer. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that addition and what you hope to do with the trailer. Yes. So I do have a trailer. The plan, the original plan for the trailer was that would be something that I'm able to do like on the weekends. I wanted to be able, and actually the trailer idea came about during the pandemic. Like when the businesses were closing and pretty much the only thing that was open were businesses that were that had like drive through or, or, you know, like mobile businesses. Those were the ones that were still able to to thrive during the pandemic. You know, I mean, even though we're still in the pandemic, they were the business that was still able to be open during this whole time. So having a brick and mortar, it would have, you know. I wouldn't have been able to to do anything, you know. So I do have a uh, bakery trailer. I'm in the process of finishing up um, the final touches. The goal was to have it complete for this fall, but I'm going to go ahead and put it on my to-do list. My goal for next year is to have it up and running um, for my business. And it's just another great... So, and, and you actually nailed it. You know, for those who know me, I... I always try to be kind and I respect whatever a baker wants. However, I've never had a desire for a brick and mortar. Anyway, I've always so when it comes to extending, I feel when it's time for you to extend out of home, there are two of my favorites. Well, three favorites. Number one, I like satellite having an office, setting up as an office, baking from home, but taking to the office. Number two, my favorite would be the mall location. Because one of the biggest things that people struggle with when they get baking businesses is they cannot bring the traffic in. So you would do so much better and pay so much less. We're talking anywhere between seven, eight, maybe $1,000 at most to just be a vendor in the mall, use the mall to bring your traffic. And then, and then you're straight. You can still bake from home and you sell just at the mall because malls never really go out of business. But number three, would be a trailer because it's it's just like you said, when everything is closing, you don't have to worry about people coming to you when you can go to people, right? You're, you're literally the life of the party. So now you're able to rent your trailer for, you're going to be able to rent your trailer for weddings, mm-hmm. for children's events. But not right. only that, you already have one person interested in you setting up your trailer, which is. Yes. <laughs> Amazon. 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 Tell me. <laughs> They are waiting on me. She's like, whenever you finish, just let us know so we can put you in a rotation. So, yes, I'm going to finish. I am. (laughs) That is awesome. Well, we look forward to you finishing. I can't wait to see the rest of your journey. And for anyone who wants to follow Demi, her work is amazing. She does buttercream celebration cakes and a lot of gourmet confections. I'm going to put her name in the show notes so that you can follow her so that you can see her journey. And now with all that, Demi, what advice would you have to anyone who wanted to just start out and and get into this business? Just go for it. You know, find what you're good at and stick to it. Don't try to do what's the next, the, the popular thing. Oh, candy grapes and all that stuff. When I started my business, I wanted to bake cakes. That's what I wanted to do. I like dessert style cakes. Mm -hmm. If that's what you're good at, what you want to do, stick to it. I say, stay in your lane, master your lane, you know, 
just go for it. Just go for it. I mean, people make time to do what they want to do. And this is this is what I want. This is what I enjoy doing. I, I enjoy I love my patients. I love creating cakes. I love seeing the smile on my customer's face when they see it. I love giving the reviews when they taste it and they be like, oh my God, this is so good. Like I just just go for it. If you get knocked down, get back up and, and keep going. Amen. I love that. And you definitely have kept going through all the viral commotion through going through working with the big wigs and just dealing with anything that the Lord has handled you. You continue to grow a steady and successful side hustle while still balancing your job. And I'm so, so proud of you. Just wanted to share that. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. However, you are an avid listener of the podcast. So now do you know what time it is? Lightning round. Yes, it's lightning round. Demi, what is your favorite color? Pink. Pink, okay. What is a dessert you can't live without? Red velvet. Anything red velvet. Ooh, <laughs> now, you like red velvet with cream cheese, right? Yes. Uh-uh. Red velvet does only goes with cream cheese. Whoever be paying red velvet with buttercream, uh-uh. <laughs> For some folks... Goes with cream cheese. Okay. Well, some folks be getting fancy now. Lately, they've been doing the red velvet with white chocolate buttercream. Uh, no, no, y'all, y'all gotta see her face. She like, no, nah, hell no. Nah. <laughs> uh-uh. All right, Demi, who is your celebrity crush? Ooh, let's see. Celebrity crush. Uh, the guy that's on on power, uh, Ghost. <gasps> oh, 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 Mari Hardwick. Yes. Yes. Okay. Armari Hodrick. That is a good one. All right. What is, I have a feeling you're going to say, probably say the Bible, but what is your favorite book? (laughs) The Bible. (laughs) Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Other than the Bible, um, a book that I'm actually currently reading is called um, The Power of Being a Woman. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, Queen. I like that. I like that. And what is your favorite kitchen utensil? Ah, uh, the spatula. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Everyone likes the spatula. What is it? How come no one likes the whisk? Uh-uh. Because, yeah, no, I, I can't do the whisk. Um, I started out like for many years when I even when I started my business, do you know I had a handheld mixer? For years, mm. for years, and I recently just crossed over <laughs> into getting a KitchenAid, a stand mixer. But yes, for years it was my hand mixer. Like I was pushing out all those holiday cakes and everything with the hand mixer. But yes, a spatula. <laughs> but you know what? That's a good point because sometimes people feel that they need so many things to start. And I'm a firm believer of do the best you can with what you have. But honestly, that's all you need to start. It's like if you're able to complete the, the cake as the business grows and as you get money from the business, you'll buy the bigger things. You'll buy the fancier. Like I remember you reaching out once a couple of years back was like, OK, shelving, you know, how what am I going to do for shelves and, and this and that. So I love that. I love that you just do the best with what you have. That's amazing. So it was Dollar Black Friday mixer. 
Yes. Oh. And I would give me another $10 Black Friday mixer until no. like they just kept burning out. And I was like, uh, I guess it's time. <laughs> it's past time. <laughs> You're right. It's past time. Well, you're you'll probably be getting another mixer soon because you do amazing work, amazing volume. And I love watching you grow. And I do know that the sky is the limit for you. So thank you so much for sharing your story. I really think it's so refreshing to hear from a corporate woman who loves to excel on her job, but also excel in her baking business as well. So thanks so much for coming on. I really do appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. Wow. Okay, you guys, how awesome was that? Demi is just filled with awesome sauce. But what I love about her story is that I know sometimes there are people out there who are just like Demi and you love your job or maybe you don't love it, but you love the money that you're generating from it. And so you just want to bake as a side hustle. And Demi is really proof that it can be done. I love the tips she shared with us today from having systems in place to making sure that you have processes so that you can have some balance and you don't feel all over the place, as well as establishing those boundaries so you can make it work while you're a wife, while you're a girlfriend, while you're a mother, while you're still doing all the things. You know what I love most about Demi too is that she's been a student of mine for uh, years and she's also so helpful. If you're in the entrepreneur community, you'll usually see Demi sharing links, just giving tips, sharing pans, giving advices. And those are really the type of not just students I love, but those are the type of women I love in general is those that have a, a heart and a true willingness to share and help others. She's always DMing me something crazy or providing a word of inspiration. And really, really, she's just an amazing, fantastic woman. But what I love most about Demi is, as you guys know, right now, I'm in the middle of promoting my course, More Dough with Corporate Clients. And if you're listening to this, guess what? The doors are going to close this Friday. And the course will not be back until fall of 2023. That's it. So if you're a home baker like Demi and you want to make sure that you have an additional stream of revenue in your baking business, you know that you could be doing more. You want to have those full and booked out weekends. And you know you make pretty amazing desserts that you would love to share with companies, corporations, and organizations in your local neighborhood, then more dough with corporate clients is for you. But what I love most about Demi is that people could say, oh, well, chef, that's easy for you. But no, she took the same tips, the same strategies, the same things that I teach in my course and applied it. And you guys landing an account with not one Amazon, but baking for two of them. Wow. That is amazing. Way to go, Demi. And if Demi could do it, I know you could do it as well. All of my students have amazing success stories. Only difference between you and them is that they decided to invest in themselves. They decided that it was worth it. And they decided to actually get help so that they can go longer in their baking business so that they can have the revenue that they want in their baking business and have the happiness and freedom. You know, I recently talked to Demi and one of the things she told me was, <laughs> it was joking, but she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do for the holidays. And I was like, why is that? And she said, well, because of all these corporate clients, I don't even really think I need to do any holiday promotions. And I said, Demi, 
is that a bad problem to have? She had just got a big order with like over 100 cookies. And so she is always moving and grooving between Amazon and her job. Demi is just an amazing ball of awesome sauce, like I stated. So if you're working and if you're on the clock, I hope that this podcast inspired you. I hope that you continue to build a side hustle that is successful and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You can have an amazing prominent job and you can have an amazing home baking business. And once again, Demi is proof of that. So thanks so much for listening to you guys, wherever you are. I hope you have an awesome week. And if you're interested in the course, More Dough with Corporate Clients before the do- doors close, excuse me, be sure to go online at www bakingforbusiness.com backslash more dough. I'll also put a link in the show notes, but that's www.bakingforbusiness.com backslash more dough. M-O-R-E-D-O-U-G-H. All right, you guys, I cannot wait to see you in the more dough with corporate clients class. The doors are closing soon and I hope I'll see you there. Bye for now.